0: Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I am your host, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Mister Jesse Douglas.
1: Hey,
0: hey, hey! Oh my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> Just... Hmm. Uh, hmm. Oh, he
2: was like waiting to say that all day. I and know. This morning he woke up. You and could tell? Like, no, oh my I... god! Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait to do this. They're gonna it's gonna be so funny. It's gonna be so funny. He's telling his wife this and his wife is like Alright. Mm. Mm.
0: Whatever. That that beautiful voice you hear is the noir
2: filtered stoy, Jovic. Corey, can you do something for me? Sure. Can you throw your hands up? Throw your hands up. Now move in. Now move out. Hands up, now hands down. Now back up, back up and tell me what you're going to do now. Wow, I hate you. <laughs> now breathe in, Now breathe out. Okay. Hands up, now hands breathe down. In,
1: breathe out. Breathe in.
0: I
2: don't like this. And then and, and then you got to keep rolling, 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 <laughs> rolling afterwards. Mm. So,
0: you know that joke but, was cool 6 years ago when I started podcasting Story.
2: Hey, hey, I'm bringing it back, baby. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. Mm. I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the last time it I was, bring uh, you back. Oh, fair enough. Oh. I'm just gonna back up, back up. Hmm. So. <laughs> Ordinarily, I wanted to, initially I wanted to like come up with like some really cool like DMX quotes for like every episode. Like he doesn't have a lot of good ones. No. A lot of them are pretty bad. <laughs> no. No. DMX was not a nice man.
0: That's speaking of bad. speaking of uh, rappers from the. 90s and 2000s did you see who's doing the super bowl halftime show
2: yeah <laughs> eminem no, Dre, eminem, dr dre who else snoop dogg snoop kendrick Dog, lamar
0: yeah. mary j blige and the rumor is that they're gonna hologram tupac at one point to do california <laughs> love
2: that'd be kind of cool
0: because i think it, i think it's what in la it's in la this year right i think i don't remember that would make sense we're gonna say yes
2: west coast yeah yeah
0: Yeah. anyways how's everyone doing everyone everyone feeling good feeling feeling the feeling the weekend weekend is almost over which is sad but also we have to look forward to next weekend but we also have to look forward to this podcast guys this podcast is wonderful xbox podcast we're all a part of and you are a part of it's wonderful we out here wonderful yep so
1: look forward to it every week
0: as do i as do i i ate too much i'm wearing my fat guy hoodie guys
2: it's i gotta tell you i probably ate like
0: enough for three
2: humans this weekend (laughs) i think your microphone actually picked up the stomach pat. it did so that's that's, that's good yeah Yeah. you can hear it i gotta (laughs) i mean you gotta
0: i'm not gonna i'm not putting that in in post guys it's all natural live recording right there
2: yeah, this is this is real. <laughs> Nothing uh. gets cut.
0: Mm. So yeah, we don't. Yeah, should have should have cut my portions? That's what I should have cut.
2: Oh yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, we were talking right before recording how uh, I ordered toppers and topper sticks for myself because my wife was out gallivanting with her friend too, and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna stay <laughs> stay in, order pizza, play some video games, and mm. yeah, it was a good Saturday night for me. I don't care.
0: Cool. How'd that go? Yeah. How, how'd your video game playing time
2: go? It went well. I actually got a... Well, I'll, I'll talk more about it because I, I know I played like a couple games. I logged in a lot of time with Lost Jud- with Judgment, the game Judgment. But, huh. Thanks. Know, we'll talk about that later.
0: We will.
1: Yeah, I'm curious about that one because uh, like really the, uh, the Yakuza, the most recent Yakuza game, uh, where they kind of changed up the gameplay. That was the first one I've played. So, Oh, like, uh, like a Dragon, right? Yeah, Like a Dragon, yeah. Yeah, I've, that was I've, the most I've...
2: different one out of all of them. Oh, that hit Madonna yeah. song, Like a Dragon.
0: Like a hey, dragon.
2: Breathing fire for the very first time. Hmm. Like a dragon. <laughs> Attacking tanks. Oh, wow. That Matthew McConaughey is piloting.
0: You know. All right, all right. <laughs> Saw enough Lexus commercials to... <laughs> Tell you what, guys. We were... <laughs> now, one of, one of the shows my wife and I watched together, Dancing with the Stars. It's a very fun show. Aww. Is it? It is fun. It's fun. Right. It's not as good. Tom Bergeron left the show last year. Not as good, right? Aaron Andrews left. Not as good. Tyre Banks is a host now. Hmm she she has some questionable fashion choices for being a fashion model i'm just i'm just going to throw that out there
2: what is what does she know about dancing uh
0: nothing i'm sure yeah so uh but anyways
2: it's
1: uh i've heard a lot of people aren't watching it because of her yeah she's
0: she's she's, they just can't stand her i i can't stand her either we usually fast forward because like we don't stay up late enough to watch it live, so we'll watch it the next day, and we usually fast-forward through the parts that she's in. So, uh, anyways, what were we talking about? Oh. We are talking about the show. You were watching it, TV. I saw the same damn Jay-Z Beyoncé commercial probably 15 times. 15 times. And it's not like a 15-second... YouTube ad or anything. This is a this is a full blown minute commercial for Tiffany's jewelry. And let me tell you, most people sitting at home watching Dancing with the Stars probably can't afford Tiffany's jewelry, especially the stuff that heard that Beyonce and Jay Z were wearing. Yeah.
2: So, hmm. hmm, It's nice to dream, I guess. It is. Well,
1: and honestly, like. the the majority of you know like you always hear about it now where a lot of millennials and stuff aren't even buying diamonds because a lot of us have realized that it's fucking pointless (laughs) that's like gold like gold is seriously one of the most ugly disgusting looking colors and i can't stand anything gold yet it's the most expensive I just like. What
2: did gold do to you as a kid, bro? Uh, God, I, I just, just, I just hate. I just hate wow. the color of gold. It's so I just ugly. hate the color of gold. Why is that so offensive? to Yeah, you? <laughs> I don't know, hmm. it, bro. It <laughs> the gold, me. Did me. Did gold touch you inappropriately? Yeah. Show Stoy
0: on his Tifa doll where the uh,
2: <laughs> where the Show gold me on touched the you. Doll. <laughs> Show me on the Tifa doll here where the gold man touched you. Right under the eyes. And right your there. Oh, poor Jesse.
0: Poor Jesse. Speaking of gold, guys. Speaking of gold, this is Arsenal X, the Xbox Podcast, part of the Boss Rush Network, where each and every week we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about everything we love about Xbox, including news, rumors, game pass, and your questions. You can email the show at arsenalxpodcastgmail.com or leave a comment on the latest video episode. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a five stars and a nice review. Join our Discord. Follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network, and you can find all of our shows on bossrush.net. We're gonna jump in to what we've been playing. Stoy. Stoy. Yes. Stoy. We're gonna go your way first. What are you playing? Tell us about I am fish. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought what?
2: I was I'm just kidding. Say I'm again? just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. What are you I don't want to talk about that playing? game again. Yeah. What are you are
1: yeah. bringing up trauma. I don't want I don't want
2: <laughs> just Right here is where I am fish violated. me. <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, no, I uh, I so I downloaded Sable and after an hour and a half I deleted it.
1: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that game was fine. I knew once I finished my playthrough of it, I was never going to play it again.
0: What, was it fine, though? I feel like it's it's not fine. I feel like it's less than fine.
2: Well, okay. The, you know, the premise of the game... Like, have you played it, Corey? You, uh, it sounds like you've played it.
0: I've played a little bit of it. Not enough to, like, make a full judgment on it, but I have to play okay. through all of it because I'm doing a, a thing uh, with Friend of Show, uh, Colonel Panic, on it, and it's just...
2: No, oh, good luck, man. It's rough. So I got—I I would say about got an hour, yeah, got an hour and a half into it. I got out of the my small village to start my little pilgrimage, so to speak, in the game. So basically, you like you're the—you you, know—the sand people in Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. So you are the sand people uh, because everyone's wearing masks that look like the sand people, and you. Are in this small, tiny little village and you have to go on this pilgrimage or something like that to find yourself or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've heard this trope before many times over, but it's got this like kind of pencil art design. And when the colors are out, the colors are pretty damn amazing. But the majority of this game is not played with color. Like it's this weird like sepia tone, black and white, grayish looking color palette, which is like. I understand it's got a day-and-night cycle, but it seems like this game is played mostly at night. Uh-huh. Anyway, it, it it's all text-based. There's a story. There's dialogue. It was just too boring. It was too boring. It didn't hook me. It didn't have this. This is why you're leaving the village, or this is why uh, you're going on your pilgrimage, or this is your end goal. There's no, like, overall, like, here's what's happening in the world around you. Um, there is a little bit of mystery because it, I mean, there's like derelict spaceships all over the place, whatever. So that lends itself to the mystery, but I don't know. It's just like it, it was just boring. Like it just it, it didn't hook me. It didn't even intrigue me in the first like hour and a half. And I, I I played a while. Like I said, I I tried, and I was like, eh, I'm never gonna play this ever again. I just deleted it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. I played. I played the. Um, I played it when it was in beta or you know like during during when they had all the demos out and stuff you mm-hmm. basically play could play the whole beginning of the game um and then yeah i i just was like i wasn't really enjoying it and there was some clunkiness to it and i thought well maybe when the full game comes out uh, you know a lot of this will be fixed now some of the No, stuff the clunkiness
2: is still there. Dude,
1: yeah. the thing that some the stuff- thing that bothers me the most sorry, Jesse,
0: I didn't mean to cut you off. That's all uh, right. Right. But the thing that bothers me the most is like there's like this weird frame rate issue. It's not that the frame rate slows down, but it, it almost like it stutters in a way that makes you feel like it like rewound itself like ten frames at mm-hmm. some point.
1: Yeah. And it's like yeah. it it's, it's it I can't. Yeah, yeah there's, I wonder if the, it's almost almost on purpose. I wasn't sure though, like because mm. like I could see it trying to be on purpose, but at the same time, yeah, it just does not look natural. And like you the mechanics of that bike thing, that speeder thing that you're riding, it just that felt really clunky too. Like it, like it is almost digging into the ground and yeah. kind of not not really going fast enough. No,
2: so, I mean you 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 get the new bike, you know, because you you end up building, building your new bike, and yeah. you know you give it a name because the machine speaks to you or something, and that's faster, significantly faster okay. than the bike that you had in the beginning because that thing was a piece of trash, but yeah. um, it, it's got the same clunkiness. If, if anything, it's actually more clunkier because, or it's more clunky because you're you're moving faster now. So like trying to turn on that thing, like all of a sudden you start spinning out of control and it's like, I'm just, I am just want to turn left, bro. Like, why are you spinning like crazy? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, the, I mean, it's, it's a very desolate, I get what they're going for with atmosphere. It's very desolate, but it's just, I, I think the minimal art style is not helping it, uh, be like really good looking for me where it's like, wow, that's beautiful. Wow. That's beautiful. Like it's just, eh.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah normally if you
1: go for like an art style like that you always have some kind of like vibrant colors that that keep you interested in stuff but that yeah there's just it's just so basic in every single way that it's yeah it really is hard yeah. to get into it because i mean yeah. who knows there might be an amazing story there but it's just such a slug trying to get to <laughs> trying to get to that well i mean it's
2: it's it's one of the kind of tenets of storytelling it's like you want to set up the world that you're in and this didn't do i mean there is a level of mystery it's like well if you keep playing the game you'll find out more about the world or find out more about the story and Mm -hmm. that's all fine but you gotta you gotta throw me little kernels you gotta throw me you gotta be like ooh, piece of candy Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> You gotta be like that to me. Like mm-hmm. so, like little hints to tell me like what's happening, what's going on, or you know, what the instead of just like typical conversations of arguing with some stupid ass little kid that I just want this part, and the kid's like, I hid it, good luck finding it, ha! And that stupid kid anyway. Um yeah. so <laughs> I yeah, it was like that's one of the nice things about Game Pass is you can try it. If it's not your thing, you can delete it and no harm, no foul. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just deleted it. I was like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play There's this f- game again. There's a few games
0: on Game Pass lately that I would have been severely disappointed if I paid for them. Right? Yeah. Uh, like uh, uh Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. Oof, I'm glad I did not God, pay for that. Do you remember how dude, fun I... those original games were on like PS two, Xbox, GameCube? And
2: yeah. then like this one was just like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? What? Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious to see if they've fixed any of it. It has such a good, that, that game has such a good premise, but it was like, it was painful to play. It was yeah. painful. Yeah. Like physically painful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, So I jumped to Scarlet Nexus. Ooh, tell me. And the first, what you have to understand about this game is that uh, it is very, very, there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of characters, Mm -hmm. and they all got something Mm -hmm. to say. So Mm -hmm. I would say 70% of my first three hours, I I played a significant amount. I played about, like, three hours. The first three hours, 75% of that was dialogue, and 25% of it is combat. And it kind of pissed me off at first because I was like, man, another dialogue, another cutscene. Come on. Gameplay. (laughs) But all of a sudden, something started to shift where all of a sudden I'm like, these are actually really well written, very good characters. And you kind of start to, you know, they all have like their different little personalities, their own little different uh, curiosities. Um, so it's yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I mean, the combat is good. Like it is very reminiscent of Nier, where it's like third person action. You encounter like small little batches of enemies um, and you. You you, you got to be careful. You got to be a little bit methodical. It's, it's not necessarily like a hack and slash. It's like, um, God, what what? I, I mean, it's like, it, it, but it's not Dark Souls either. Mm-hmm. No. But it's got the it, it's got the difficulty of it. It's kind of in its own. It's got it, it's kind of in its own. Um, it's, it's like the, a it's it's, it's it's own genre or something. Like
0: that. Yeah, it's almost like a Diablo esque more. It feels it looks like right like i mean like a
2: yeah that could of... be because you're revisiting Dude, I, a lot of the same locations and you're going and you're fighting a lot of the same enemies like you'll be running around for a while there'll be little bits of dialogue between battles and then you know you got to go through a battle and um the battle system I, i'm playing as kasane because you can pick two characters okay. you can pick as y- yuito and, and kasane and and I, I picked Kasane because she's got, you know, she attacks enemies with like 20 blades. She just like throws out and one of her special abilities is psychokinesis. So like those blades are floating.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. the Yeah. I think what makes it a little bit dif- feel a little bit different is it's not like in my, in my uh playthrough so far or like what, what I've been playing of it, like, and I do need to get back to this game because normally this kind of game is not for me but this th- this game just did so many things impressively and even things that i normally hate in games like you said the dialogue and all that stuff. but i've actually been enjoying getting to know these characters but like it doesn't focus too much on on like combos like you would in a fighting game where yeah. it's more about juggling your abilities you know, like, well, and and I think that's what's a little bit different from normally these kind of games. I feel like, you know, like try to do combos, like like your Bayonetta's. and they, you know, that's all based around combos more than it is about using all different kinds of abilities to kind of chain together
2: attacks. Yeah, and you know, depending on the what what the the, the meat and bones of the combat in this is the party and who you bring with you. So, for mm-hmm. example everybody that you're with you're part of these like super soldier groups um where you all have these special abilities so like kasane has this ability of like telekinesis so like you can actually like pick things up you can pick up objects in the in the environment and like throw them at your enemies as part of your attack which is really cool um mm-hmm. but like you can couple a lot of abilities with your teammates so for example you can have a teammate with lightning abilities have the, you know, electrokinesis or something like that. And then your attacks can be electrically charged. If you say, for example, grab a telekinesis structure that dumps water on your enemy. And then all of a sudden you end up sinking with your partner with electrokinesis. And now all your lightning attack, all your attacks are lightning and you're just banging down the, you know, the enemy's life bar from there, or you get them, or if they're like oil based enemies, you have a pyrokinesis, you know, a pyrotechnic type person. You chain your combos together or your attacks together. Now it's like you're doing double the damage. So that's where a lot of the kind of combat as it gets going, you know, that's when it mm-hmm. starts to kind of become more fun as opposed to, yeah. you know, the beginning where it was just like basic attacks, whatever. But there's a lot mm-hmm. to learn as you kind of get into it. But it's not like inc- it's not like hugely difficult or like you know, they, it's like the tutorials they give you. It's like almost every battle starts with a tutorial, but it's like it's it's just basic stuff. Like it's not like oh wow, I got to remember these crazy button combinations or these crazy little button configurations to remember how to do things. No, it's actually pretty simple. But um, ultimately, like I said, I was I, I was a little bit put off by the amount of dialogue, but all these characters in there are really well written. I think well-acted. Um, Kiyoka is my favorite character right now. She's kind of the motherly, the mother hen of the group, of of my platoon, so to speak. And she's, she's really nice. She's always like, hey, I just care about everybody. I want everybody to get along. And uh, Shinden, who is an asshole, <laughs>
0: um,
2: he's just like, he's just a dick just to be a dick. He's like, I'm better than everybody here. I had to work hard to get here and what are you guys you guys are a bunch of chumps like, shut up Shinden. you asshole
1: yeah he's got to have that character and and yeah, this is very anime this Oh this yeah for sure is very Kasane
2: anime. is kind of that way too because you know like like who are you guys playing as I'm I'm playing as the
1: the main I picked the guy character Yuito. so I'm in the other team Okay, yeah, got so it. so I'm in the other team, but but you do like you probably interact with my team occasionally. I yeah. interact with the people from yours as well. Occasionally, oh yeah, so. yeah,
2: Kasane interacts with Yuito a lot because it, in my storyline, like Naomi, who's Kasane's sister, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> kind of has a crush on Yuito. So Kasane's like, well, I got to make sure this guy's up to snuff, so I got to start asking him questions about like, you know, who are you, what kind of man you are, and this and that, whatever. But Kasane's kind of a bitch where she's just like. I don't care about anything. I don't like anybody. Like she goes after Kyoka, her, her supervisor and says, Hey, can you treat me like a piece of shit? Okay. Stop treating me nicely. (laughs) And like, she doesn't (laughs) say it like that, but that's kind of what she alludes to. And Kyoka's like, what? Why should I treat you like that? I want to, I want to treat you nicely. I want to help you. And she's like, no, I don't want you to help me. I want you to treat me like an equal or someone worse. (laughs) All (laughs) right. (laughs) God. i being such
0: a bitch. (laughs)
2: <laughs> wow
1: yeah there's definitely i'm sure there's it's all building up, up towards some storyline some back backstory to why she's that way and you know yeah. like, like you have in your typical
2: yeah i imagine she has some deep-seated trauma or there's a reason why she is this way and it's mm-hmm. you know you, you got to get to that point when you get to that point uh i talked about this with laran a couple weeks ago about um uh shion from tales of Mm -hmm. arise she's kind of that way very standoffish doesn't want to get close to anybody just want to be friends with her just i'm here to do a job that's it it's like okay kind of a bitch but there's probably a good reason probably a good reason so yeah i'm i'm hope i
1: hope a lot of people are picking this game up and and trying it on game pass because i yeah like that uh that game was a day one purchase for me like it it just went against everything that I normally would, would be interested in in Mm -hmm. but I just, something about it was just really, really fascinating to me. And I'm, I'm glad that I, that I bought it.
2: Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't purchase it. I was like, I I had every intention of doing so. I was Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to wait. You know, the like Pat on our podcast really enjoyed it. Um, you know, he had good things to say about it and I was like, I'll pick it up. And then all of a sudden I see this drops, on Game Pass, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. sweet! Like, perfect! Like, I just—it was." Once I once that announced, I went to my Xbox and I just downloaded it right away. So, yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's awesome. I'm glad you you're playing it, giving it yeah. a shot.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I knew I would enjoy the game. It's just to what level mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I don't know yet. So far, I'm really invested in the characters, but yeah. So so mm-hmm. if you don't mind dialogue, we're talking a lot of dialogue, you know. So if, if you're a fan of Tales games you'll be a fan of this
1: mm-hmm. and there's romancing and, and
2: stuff like that and characters
1: in it and stuff like that it seems like because i because yeah like you can pick like once there's like a, a main base that you stay uh stay
2: at early yeah the on, like uh, bonding house. the bonding experiences. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah where you can go on dates or or walk around or have, sit down and have dinner with people or whatever you know mm-hmm. whatever they're doing but yeah i yeah i've it's like i said it it was funny because it just i'm like i know this is like something i normally would never never have interest in but i was like so excited for this game i think what really did it for me is is xbox really giving them a chance to do a deep dive into this game before it came out and and the the people who are who made the game just seemed really cool and just like they really had a lot of passion for for making this game and i just wanted to be supportive uh supportive of that and you know and xbox kind of standing behind it so
2: jesse you are a man of high caliber if only <laughs> i can be half the per- half the man you but wow. well, yeah the um uh no i i know at, at xbox talked about being more committed to you know, Japanese developers and the Japanese audience, and I think this was a smart move, timed very well, especially since Tokyo Game Show was this past weekend. So, yeah. yeah, it was a good announcement for that,
0: too, like sure. tying it into Tokyo Game Show. And I don't know, it seems like Bandai Namco is doing a lot of, uh, they're almost kind of filling like a double A space. It's not, it's like in between double A AA and triple A, right? With Tails, kind of seems like it fits that, although. Like, I know it's a big game and everything, but it's, it, I don't know. I I just, I was thinking a lot about double A games and how we kind of don't really have any, and like Embracer Group is like one of the only, uh, publishers who's really, uh, taking on that double A space with Darksiders and maybe Saints Row, all those Saints, the new one looks kind of like it's.
2: Evolver Digital kind of goes in that route. You know, you got like Shadow Warrior and, uh.
0: Yeah, that's um, true too. I I always think of Devolver as kind of like the crazy indie people, but yeah, they do kind of fill the double A space a little bit too. So yeah, for sure. Uh, but it's it's nice to see games like Scarlet Nexus and Tails and stuff exist in that. Maybe it's not like a two hundred million dollar game, but it's uh, you know still out there doing its thing.
2: Well, I mean, if it hooks you, mm-hmm. like I said, I yeah. mean, this game did a really good job, kind of getting me to really like the characters mm-hmm. you know it, is everybody going to get that same experience i you know maybe not but you know to me characters are what make a good story you could have a really kind of basic story mm-hmm. of just like blah blah so and so evil demon trying to invade the world whatever same trope i've heard every, multiple times but if the characters are good well written make me care about them like that's to me that's what sells a game
1: mm-hmm. for me yeah yeah. And those animation those animations of your like comboing those uh special ability attacks are yeah. so amazing. Oh like, yeah, Kasani's like, got the oh one where God. it's like a
2: special move where it's like you you can kind of telekinesis lift him up and then she kinda of, like grabs it like a rope and then she slams him down. Bro, yeah. It's good shit. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. yeah. So
1: and, like, anyway. when you could have just, like, vehicles and shit just come out of nowhere and, <laughs>
2: like, smash it,
1: smash yeah. them over the head.
2: Yeah, no, <laughs> like, it's 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 definitely really good. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, I, I played Judgment. Uh, I played Steel Assault on a Nintendo Switch. That was good. Uh, yeah, so that's what I played this week.
0: Nice. Jesse, what did you play? Anything interesting, fun,
1: weird? Oh. Uh... I mean kind of. I Ooh, so obviously crispy. like I I played the uh the some more of the Halo um beta stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then uh I you know my my typical grinding out the uh battle pass on on Fortnite. Um but the only other game that I really picked up this week and tried some of the, you know, something new was the the Mighty Goose.
2: <laughs>
1: mm. So like it, it was a it's a lot of fun like it, it's it's essentially like a goofy mega man game in some ways like a mega man or like a metroid almost kind of game where but you're just this goose with with like a robotic or like a blaster on his arm that can upgrade when you pick up the different you know like the different sh- it's you know like your typical shoot em up like sideways scrolling shoot em up
2: Gotcha. Yeah, steel assault is kind of that way too. Um so yeah. I, I I'm glad to see like these this subgenre is still like kind of popular. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I mean I a good shoot
1: 'em up is always a lot of fun. Like it you know, they're really they're really hard to screw up, honestly, you know. Like I still need to get I still need to get that uh what is it the freedom finger game? oh yeah. Where, where it's just a big middle finger flying through shooting like i i wanted to get that when it came out but i i forgot it because it just looks hilarious but but yeah so the this game is is it's very much like trying to be goofy and and uh like it's it does the the mechanics and everything really well um the the shooting and and stuff you it's it's your typical though like when you're doing your regular just your character attacks you can only shoot either up or forward you know or down and if you shoot down then you can keep yourself bouncing in the air to Mm -hmm. uh you know maneuver around attacks because it's got your typical you know patterns of things flying towards you and then you you can either shoot them out of the way or or you know maneuver around them and stuff like that um and you know it's 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 pretty basic it's not it's not massively difficult um so far you know I'm only on like the fourth or fifth uh level um but yeah I mean so far I'm I'm enjoying it I've picked it a, up a couple of times this weekend and just kind of you know when I just wanted something fun to do and not really have to think too hard it's it was a really good game for that or like a good game to listen to while you're or play while you're listening to podcasts or something, but but yeah, that's that's mostly what I've been playing though this weekend. i d I'll be honest, I didn't play a whole lot this week, so
2: okay. God, it I've seemed like it took just... up a lot of time compared to you. <laughs> <It's>, I mean <laughs> well, the the
1: only other thing I just wanted to touch on really quick and I don't know if either of you guys had watched Squid Game at all on netflix uh-uh but i heard it's yeah, weird i i yeah, had fin- I, yeah I, fi- I finished that um more recently but yeah like i i didn't even honestly watch anything much this week w- normally i normally i would do a le- lot of watching but i just kind of was uh, the only thing i really paid attention to this week was the whole you know stuff going on with britney spears and how that that seems like it's finally gonna be over
0: it's not because so, Dancing with the, the Stars whole, next the week lot. is
1: Britney week.
0: They all have to dance to a <laughs> different Britney song.
1: Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the uh, the conservatorship that she. I know, I know, she was I know in. what you mean. I was just yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like this jerk. <laughs> but no, like I, I, I'm sure there's gonna yeah, it's, there's gonna be a lot of stuff about her because you know, of, She's yeah, of everything happening
2: hashtag free britney
1: yeah so free, but yeah that's free has that's been my week
0: nice nice well nice. jesse like you i haven't really played much because i've been working a lot uh and every time i get a free second i'm like i should probably take a nap or you know <laughs> bathe my child or feed it or you know make sure it doesn't fall down some stairs or something so uh but i did play a little bit of the halo uh infinite big team battle stuff i gotta tell you man every time i play halo infinite it feels better like it feels better and better every time i play it i have a lot of confidence in this multiplayer and like i feel like even if the campaign turns out the way that halo 5 did or even you know halo 4 ish levels which again I'm going to go on record again and say I liked Halo 4's campaign. I liked it a lot.
2: I'm going on record to say I liked Halo 5's campaign.
0: I liked playing Halo 5's campaign. I still don't know what happened. I played through it three times. So, <laughs> uh, But even if if the campaign goes that route, like I still think that Halo is going to just be a massive juggernaut on Xbox. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Digital Foundry video on Halo Infinite, uh, but even on... Uh, Xbox One X. It runs it a clean sixty frames a second at fourteen
2: forty p. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. So this game is getting it,
2: op- get, getting it to run sixty frames a second past ten eighty p. Is like, yeah. damn. Yeah, that's just gonna be overheating. <laughs> yeah. So it it's cool. It it it
0: plays like a dream. It plays it like I played at fourteen forty p one twenty on my, on my TV, and it's just like man smooth it is smooth like butter on a hot (laughs) steamy roll right out of the oven Mm. i do like hot steamy rolls out of the oven yeah (laughs) but like the weapons feel good like it just it just feels it just feels good you know how sometimes you just sink into a game you're like oh yeah are you using the grappling hook a lot I mean, I'm not using it a lot because I'm not used to that mechanic, but when I do use it, I'm like,
2: yeah. oh, yeah, this thing
0: exists. I'm going to just pull everything <laughs> towards me. and like,
2: well, I know not- I've been reading it's been kind of divisive amongst the community because, like, you get some people that are embracing it, mm-hmm. and you got the purists that are just like, well, whatever. It's going it's yeah. it's, it's to be that thing.
0: It's going to be one of those mechanics where if you don't embrace it, you're just going to get slaughtered. Yeah. It's going to be like the building in Fortnite, I feel like, where if you don't get good at it at some point, or at least halfway decent, you're just going to get slaughtered. So.
1: Or Splitgate. <laughs> people oh. weren't using the weren't using the portals right away in that game either. And then once people kind of warmed up to it, then they really started using it more often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the thing is, and, like, I've been trying to pick it up and use it myself um as much as i could but but yeah i'm not really great at using it yet either but
0: yeah it's still it's it's fun i i like it a lot so uh i I played a little bit of that i've also been playing this game on game pass called unsighted uh which i think i i forget what show i talked about it might have been boss rush i talked about a little bit uh but it's like uh, I don't know if you guys played cross code at all. It's like a mix between cross code and hyper light drifter. It is so much fun. I've played about I've played about 30 minutes of it. I haven't played that much. I just wanted to play it because it looked awesome. Uh, it's available on Switch and Game Pass. I don't know if it's on PlayStation or not, but it is the graphically it's awesome. The music is cool, the sound effects from the weapons feels really good. Like Uh, the the monster design is actually really cool. It's really, really cool. Uh, You play as this girl, and she gets... I want to say she gets some kind of weird powers from touching a crystal, and her girlfriend disappears, and you're kind of, like, searching for her girlfriend. Uh, At least that's what I got from the early moments of the game, but it's so so cool. I highly recommend it, especially if you have Game Pass or, you know, if you want to play it on the go, it is on Switch, so... uh, Check it out. But that's... That's kind of all I've been playing. No destiny this week, guys. Right that. Oh.
2: Are you guys not like recording this week?
0: We are. It's just uh Yeah. We're hitting that end of the the seasonal story arc. Cuz like the first 7 weeks of a season are the seasonal story arc and then this season is 6 months long instead of 3 mm-hmm. because they delayed the witch queen, so. Yeah. Uh but yeah, we're like the haunted, the the Halloween event is coming up and we're going to check out the the haunted lost sectors instead of the haunted forest thank god they got rid of the haunted forest oh my god haunted <laughs> forest is awful is awful for anybody who played right. destiny the last couple of years you know what I'm talking Take about. your word for it on that yeah uh but that's coming up but the big the big event uh for destiny this season is the Bungie 30th anniversary event and uh, they still haven't announced everything for it but there's Halo stuff involved so uh, one of the cosmetics for Titans is a Needler shoulder pad where like the shoulder pad just has the purple spikes sticking out from the needler looks super cool Mm. one of the uh, one of the events exotic weapons is rumored to be the Halo 1 Magnum sick so uh, Mm. Yeah, they're also bringing in a a new dungeon. So we're just kind of waiting on that. This is kind of like the downtime, I would say. So, yeah, no Destiny this week. Feels weird.
1: Does it feel good, though?
0: (laughs) Honestly, kind of. I actually got to do other things a little bit. I mean, like, when you run a Destiny show, it kind of feels like a (laughs) a full-time job trying to keep up with that game and uh it has its pros and its cons but you know now i actually (laughs) played other things and it felt weird playing other things especially going to halo from destiny and it's like oh man this is like
2: i was gonna say that's got to be way different yeah yeah so yeah i i say
1: that just because like when when i you know like get into the whole uh thing of of you know, knocking out the the battle pass and, and Fortnite, dude. By the time I finish it, I'm so done with that game. Yeah. <laughs> and I do not want to play another single second of it because it, it just takes so much to get that done.
0: Right. But. So. Right. Well, speaking of uh, games, guys, speaking of Xbox, Xbox was at Tokyo Game Show this this year big presence big presence felt like felt Mm -hmm. like bigger than normal right Mm -hmm. uh so we're gonna jump into the news tokyo game show 2021 recap we're on the x on xbox wire kind of recapping this so if you want to follow along uh we're gonna kind of go through some of the things they talked about Uh, cloud celebration with uh japanese minecraft creators they did a cool little thing with uh Minecraft uh, and the creators over in Japan was cool. They revealed the uh, Forza Horizon 5 PC specs. So, if you're playing on PC, you can... Uh, you
2: can know. I just say, going back to Minecraft, that probably out of all the acquisitions that Microsoft has made in the last like couple years, Minecraft was probably the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Bethesda was good. Bethesda was good, but Minecraft was probably at the time... The smartest know, pretty, acquisition they could have the smartest and the best use of their money because the amount of things that they're doing with Minecraft as a whole mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is just is just amazing.
0: It's just cool what they're doing, right? Like, it's just, yeah. you know, they, they've really... I feel like they've really created something where, like, yeah, okay, Minecraft, you go in, you create things, whatever, but they've really done a lot of expansion on the idea and really made that community, like, because remember when they bought Minecraft, everybody was like, "Oh, Minecraft's dead," because it's nobody wants to be held down by Microsoft or whatever. But they've really done a good job of like embracing the community and making it showing off what the community can really do with it.
2: Yeah, very community friendly. Um, and like we're talking, we're gonna talk about it later in our episode where they're actually using that game, uh, or the Minecraft engine for like job interviews at Microsoft. Where it's especially for people that just don't perform well at interviews. It's like, okay, let's put them in. Kind of these Minecraft little game modes to see how well they do in team building atmospheres or leadership opportunities or problem solving. Like, and it's like going to a job interview and playing a video game, playing Minecraft. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that, that, that. It's amazing to think like that's where we're going right now.
0: That'd be really cool if my job interview was in Minecraft. It'd be pretty sick if
1: my
2: job interview was like
1: that. Yeah. Well. and, um, well and they you know and like not to mention all the cool stuff that they added to it where people were getting a chance to learn about different stuff and you know like uh they they had i played the marine the one that was like about the marine life and stuff where you kind of got to go through and uh there was different kinds of uh fish and and like different things that you got to learn about um and like the different outfits and things you'd wear to go scuba diving and like there yeah there there's some really interesting stuff in there i've i honestly i wouldn't mind doing some of that stuff more but yeah i mean you have people like trying to recreate the actual entire earth like re you know like make it one for one inside mm-hmm. of of minecraft and like it's just wild yeah yeah it's it's crazy the 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 stuff that you know like people are able to do in that game yeah
2: anyway moving on
0: yeah uh cool stuff from minecraft uh there they talked a lot about uh bringing cool games to game pass right scarlet nexus was a big one that we talked about earlier he i feel like that was probably one of the biggest announcements to come from tokyo game show was that it was uh for sure what, what was that game that AI game uh, Sonium it's, Files, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Mighty Goose and then they announced uh, that the Final Fantasy Origin demo was coming to Xbox this week and I just I just downloaded it because I think I want to tr- play it a little bit this week and maybe talk about it on next week's show
2: uh, are you talking that uh, that action one the
0: yeah the one that uh, the Chaos. Ninja Gaiden team is making or the Neo team right, Yeah, yeah yeah so, we here to kill chaos. Yeah.
1: Chaos.
2: Chaos. Where's chaos? Here yeah. To kill chaos. Because up, this update is supposed to be coming out. I think they're updating the demo. And I think they definitely said there's significantly less mention of chaos in this demo. So, <laughs> yeah. Good stuff.
0: Yeah. They, uh, Bethesda announced a full Japanese localization of Starfield, which was cool. Uh, it's the biggest, uh, Translation project in Bethesda's history, incorporating over 300 actors and over
2: 150,000 lines of dialogue. That's what Microsoft money gives you. Yes, that's that's what Microsoft money gives you. Because ordinarily, I don't think Bethesda would have done that, but now that they got that Microsoft money, it's like, all right, we'll do that.
0: Gotta tell you, (laughs) Microsoft, we're for sale. If you need podcast, if you need to replace Major
2: Nelson, right? (laughs) We're you for want, sale. You want, the great, you want the greatest Corey mm. up there telling you why Xbox is the best system to play on right now. Corey's your guy. Me. Mm-hmm. Pick me. And I'm just gonna be your hype man in the background and be like, yo. now you guys are coming <laughs> with move me. Move in, now move out. Hands yeah. up. Now hands down. I hate you. You're last time last time, sorry. No, it's not. I feel like it's coming at least two more times. No, I mean I'm a, there's so many other different lyrics that he's got. So I'll come up with something. Uh, <laughs> they so many more bangers. Oh yeah. They
0: they also confirmed that Redfall is getting full language localization support uh, also coming to uh Xbox and PC in 2022 for uh in Japan. Phil Spencer ta- uh, talked to Sinji Mikami uh, about, you know, uh, Tango GameWorks and some of the games that they're working on. Also, kind of confirmed that there's an unannounced project going on over there. After, Evil Dead Three. Uh, uh, <laughs> what? At
2: least I, I, I think, I, I think it's Evil Dead Three.
0: Evil Dead? You mean Evil Within?
2: Evil Within. That's what I meant. Yeah.
0: Could be Evil and Dead I mean, Three. Oh. Evil Sick. Dead Three is just a video game
2: Sick. now. Yeah, um, yeah. Evil Within, because they confirmed that the director of Evil Within 2 is working on a new unannounced project. Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, you know, Evil I Within 3 it, I hope be nice. it's that. I
0: feel like people really like that series. And I feel like when they announced Ghostwire Tokyo, as much as people like new IP, they were kind of disappointed that it wasn't Evil Within
2: 3. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I uh, actually, that's going to be a game I'm going to pick up this week because, I mean, I have it. I played maybe a couple hours of it, and then I just put it away. So since it's October and it's Spooky Games Month, I'm 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 gonna play Evil Within two this week. Mm. I don't do I don't
0: do spooky games. You don't do spooky
2: games. I don't do it. Don't do it.
0: I don't do it. Sorry, (laughs) disappoint a lot of people. I know, but I don't. That's okay. It's fine.
2: I'll play the spooky games for you.
0: Thanks. You and Jesse can play them for uh, me and tell me how they are.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I.
1: That's like, if I had my choice, that's all I would play is just. Yeah, I. I need to play those, uh, the Evil Within games. I played a good. Ch- a chunk of the first one. And then just kind of. I just kind of dropped off of it. Not because I didn't like it or anything, but I just. I just never got back to it. Because it's I. Inter- it's it, one.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting how they were developed because the first one was more linear based like more akin to resident evil 4 which shinji mikami was obviously key in developing resident Evil um (laughs) and then evil within 2 came out and it was more like silent hill kind of like open world type of you know atmosphere and just a lot of fog and a lot of like crazy grotesque monsters it's like you know obviously he's you know using his influences to the nth degree mm-hmm yeah i yeah yeah i know i'd i know i'd love
1: those games because i just i just love that kind of stuff yeah they like said horror horror games ultimately are are my my favorite genre mm-hmm. uh
0: they also announced that xbox cloud gaming was launching in japan australia brazil and mexico and that uh you know it's they're hoping to that that's how they gain a foothold in japan right because obviously japan isn't really uh hasn't really bought xbox historically although i think the xbox series consoles are doing way better than the last couple generations over there so uh, but they've they've also talked about their experimenting and experiencing some things with id and xbox teams from uh the, the asia region right so including mm-hmm. uh, japan and korea that's where we got mighty goose uh mighty goose from and uh Unsold, and the Eternal Return was showed off, which was some kind of strange-looking game. So,
2: overall... Yeah, I, yeah, Eternal Return is like an anime XCOM. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so Like, it's like, all right, cool. Neat. Yeah. This isn't the first time Microsoft has tried to kind of double down on trying to nail a Japanese audience, because they tried doing that during the 360 era, where all of a sudden they started having, like, a ton of JRPGs. Like, yeah. Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon, Tales of Vesperia, that was Xbox exclusive for a very long time, up until, mm-hmm. I think, just its current generation. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I know I'm skipping a bunch of other, you know, JRPG exclusives, but Mar- Microsoft has been trying for yeah. quite a while.
0: Eternal Sonata was exclusive for a while. That was the other one, yep. yep. Uh, although it did come Infinite, to PS3 Infinite
2: later. Infinite Undiscovery.
0: Yep. Oh that uh, was a good one. What was the other one? Oh. What was the other one that was The Last Remnant, I think, was Xbox exclusive last for remnant, a while. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. I, think they, well, I, I think they
2: had the marketing on Final Fantasy What? Those were solid. I, I thought those were solid games. Infinite Undiscovery was kinda hokey and pretty corny. Mm-hmm. But last remnant was really good. Like,
0: yeah. Also, one, also blue uh Blue Dragon. Uh yeah.
2: Yeah, I mentioned that,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, lost odyssey is the best final fantasy game nobody's probably ever played
2: i loved the hell out of that game. i love
0: lost odyssey and they set it up for a sequel and we never got one never got one yeah that makes me mad dude that the ending of that game where she gets sucked through spoilers for lost odyssey i guess if you've never played (laughs) it Uh, yeah by the way almost 10 years old she didn't play it spoilers skip ahead she got sucked through the portal and they totally set it up for a sequel there,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what
2: it, it, it's oh. backwards compatible isn't it
0: it is it was free for a long time yeah so Lost Odyssey if you like JRPGs and you have an Xbox please buy the game yes because Mistwalker is now making iPhone games because you didn't <laughs> buy <laughs> Lost Odyssey it's your fault or The Last Story on
2: Wii you jerks! I, also I bought yeah, okay. the last story on the Wii. What? I, that, I bought that one. So do I. I have the art book yeah. and everything. Oh yeah, I got I got that extra edition one anyway. Anyway, so yeah, um, but yeah, so I think I think now with uh, you know I I was assuming when we talked about the whole couple episodes ago we were talking about what their acquisition was going to be. I was hoping it was going to be some sort of Japanese developer or it was going to be Sega or something. I know. Like that, I thought
0: but. I thought they're going to announce some sort of big partnership at least with Sega or bringing yeah. more Atlas games to, to Xbox or even buying someone like a small mm-hmm. Japanese studio or something.
2: Yeah, but didn't look like we got that.
0: Got that this time hmm. around. Hmm. Maybe they're That's saving okay. it for the XO event this year. Mm-hmm. Which is where in London is it in London this year? Is that what we decided? We decided that. Did we make that up? Did I make okay. that up? Yes, we're a team story. If I if I say something, it is a we. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: overall. Yeah, but I. Uh, oh, go ahead, Jesse. Uh, I was just I was just gonna say I, yeah I think part of the the thing with the you know them doing better in japan and stuff like that is I, I feel like the last two consoles they didn't really uh sell in, in japan you know right away they well especially xbox one didn't start selling over there until a year after it came out they it was like a year a year and a half until they finally even got the chance to to buy one if they wanted and you know when you got another console out you you know you're not gonna be like oh i'm gonna wait in a year and a half when i could just get a ps5 or four now you know so yeah that like that helped them a lot because it was pretty short shortly after the the series x came out that they had already surpassed any xbox one sale numbers in japan Mm -hmm. like right away Mm -hmm. off the bat so so yeah they're definitely selling way better there yeah
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus, like, I think a lot of people.
0: We all talk about this Series X and how great it is. I think a lot of people underestimate the Series S. Right? Like, mm-hmm. That's a that is a really nice little box. I play it. Yeah, I play I'm, it yeah. A lot. I'm
2: thinking about getting one myself, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Just to have it. Like, yeah. I know I, that's like kind of like, you know, seems kind of stupid to buy two of the same system. It's not have stupid. It in your house, but trust me, but but I, I have both. I don't both. care what people think.
0: Listen, Stoy. Let me tell you how stupid it is. I got it. I have a Series X in the living room and a Series S in my office. And let me tell you, not having to move and unplug everything and just, you know, having it in a space where I work and then I'm like, oh, I'm tired of my desk. So I go sit on the couch, turn on another box. It's very nice. Sick. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying another on, one for the I'm bedroom. I'm on
2: that one. Uh, Your wife right, cool with that? Hmm will tell her. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. care. I pay taxes in this house. This is my house. Mm. <laughs> Do America. America. First, this is America. I can put an Xbox in the bedroom. I'm gonna put an Xbox in the bathroom. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so when I take a dump,
1: I play some Halo. yeah <laughs> you, my, my dumps are always in 4K.
0: <laughs>
1: 4K, six frames a second. I tell you what. <laughs>
0: My dumps are at 120 frames a second. Smooth.
2: Ooh, I don't have 120 frames a second dumps in my house. Oh God. Anyway. So yeah, otherwise pretty decent showing of mm-hmm. uh Xbox stuff at Tokyo Game Show. They they made it a priority and I think they delivered on a lot of what they wanted.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That's I can't it. wait to see what else they have coming this year. So Speaking of what's coming this year, guys, the Game Awards are coming up in December. But the rumor December is, 9th. yeah, the rumor is that Hellblade Two is being planned to be re-revealed at the Game Awards this year.
2: Hopefully, with some gameplay instead of just a really cool CGI trailer.
0: Yeah, the trailer was cool though. Yeah, it was. It's cool. Uh, this is
2: from pure
0: Xbox. Uh, With E3 and Gamescom out of the way, what's next? Why? The Game Awards, of course. The show has been confirmed to be airing on December 9th and will be taking place as an in-person event at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. It's at the Microsoft Theater. You should think Microsoft should have a presence there, right? You think. Mm -hmm. Uh... The possible appearance was claimed by Jeff Grubb on the most recent episode of Divining Duke podcast. A discussion arose about how Xbox could be gearing up for some big announcements during the show, which Grubb agreed with and said uh he'd heard plans of Hellblade 2 being shown. Quote, I think you're probably right. I think Hellblade 2 is kind of a kind of the plan as well, but we'll see if that actually happens. They were thinking about doing the thing that they had after E3 with Paris. They were thinking about putting that in the show, but we're like, no, that's too much for you. Uh, Too much for you stuff. You stuff.
2: It it doesn't make sense. No, that's too much for you stuff. Yeah. So we'll just save that. Yeah.
0: We'll just save that. Then we'll do something later in the year. Probably the Game Awards, and that's going to be the plan. We'll see. Those plans could change. So I would really like to see what Hellblade 2 is. I've heard all kinds of rumors. I don't know if any of them are true. It could be an expansion of the ideas of the first game. It could also be, I've also heard that it's kind of like an open world-ish kind of game with dungeons where you kind of move through dimensions and and kind of move through things kind of like uh, Ratchet and Clank. I've heard that kind of stuff. I've also heard that this isn't a direct sequel to the first game. Mm-hmm. Because it has to do with her psychosis story. I think maybe we talked about this at one point.
2: Yeah, we talked about this once before because I think we debated whether or not this is a continuation mm-hmm. or if it's some sort of like prequel or in a different, uh, not 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 timeline, but like a, you know some of her other experiences yeah, like, with her psychosis.
0: Yeah, like Senua isn't exactly this this character she's like a real person in a mental hospital or something and this is just a different strand of her mental
2: illness right well yeah because in in the first game they alluded to uh her father would uh lock her up Mm -hmm. like in a in a pit underneath Mm -hmm. the house Mm -hmm. and just let her sit there in darkness that that was a key gameplay feature uh, that she talked about a lot and or she referenced in the first game so i wonder if that's going to have some play with it like you know, like deep inside her memories or deep inside her psychosis, like she, I don't know, creates these big fantasy worlds or something like that. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I mean, I'm not. I'm like not a, I can't speak from experience, but you know, it's just what it is.
1: Yeah, it's almost like Assassin's Creed, where you're, where she's putting herself into these characters in a in a different kind of.
0: I mean, state y- is like yeah, in a more serious and less ridiculous way, probably right. I yeah. mean, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. I mean. You know, I mean, Assassin's Creed really does that pretty well, I would say. Uh, Mm -hmm. Whether you like how the new games are going or not, I feel like they've really done a good job of really transporting you into those worlds. And I feel like that's actually a really good comparison, Jesse.
2: Yeah, for sure. The the one thing I I, I just was kind of worried about, because that initial CGI trailer, while it looked cool, it kind of gave me the wrong impression of, is this going to be just like a melee combat driven style game where it's like they're going to ditch those you know conventions of dealing with psychosis and dealing with hyperactive disorders and you know ADHD and all this stuff and uh or like obsessive compulsive disorder OCD and uh are they going to ditch all that in favor of just like have it just be like a fun combat game like mm-hmm. i was really hoping they wouldn't go that route but everything i've read it sounds like they're going to still continue with that those premise of like we want it to be the focal point we want it to be kind of like more educational as opposed mm-hmm. to just oh a fun romp yeah, yeah. i mean i feel like yeah. they could i feel like they could possibly do
0: have have their cake and eat it too almost especially with like a microsoft well, the combat
2: budget. was fun the combat was fun in the first
0: it was one. but i i want it that. to be a little bit more varied i think a little bit especially if they're going yeah. to make make this game a bigger game if they do make it bigger i don't know if they are or not let's be clear don't know if they are or not but yeah if they do make it a bigger game i hope that combat's a little bit more varied so, right uh
2: especially yeah, if you're I don't, gonna play for more than eight hours right yeah and i don't i don't
1: think we have to worry uh, too much about losing any of that because they like from their diary stuff that they seem very adamant on on like that being a main focus for uh, everything they do Mm-hmm. like they're trying to they're trying to use like the technology and stuff to like to get get you know help on un, people understand things and and you know and stuff like that better when it comes to mental mental health so yeah that seems to be like their core uh you know like thing that they're trying to focus on is that stuff so yeah i mean like i i, I could see them like doing more with the combat but, but also like, you know, still making it very much about, about the mental, you know, health stuff. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. What do you th- Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> what do you guys think
0: we get at the game awards? You think we'll get like a story trailer? Or you think we'll actually get like a gameplay kind of trailer or breakdown or whatever?
2: I'm thinking both. I mean, it's gotta be, we, we have to have something. It's been two years since we last saw it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know they were at that time. They were probably in well, very early pre-production three, yeah.
0: phase. I would say, right? Three years, or is it still two?
2: No, I, I think it was two because that was when the Series X was announced, and then, or not, not announced, but at least showcased. Yeah, like, these are the games that are mm-hmm. coming out in the Series right. X. So that was a big one that they showcased at the at the Game Awards. So yeah, yeah, I think it was the Game Awards. Yeah, but
1: mm-hmm. yeah, I. Well, I, I think, yeah, I think we could see both. But I do think that they are going to try to um, showcase a little bit of, like, what what the console is able to do, do with the game. Because, you know, like, that's the thing is there's still a lot of people who... You know regardless of whether it's true or not like a lot of people are still like saying oh we you know we haven't seen anything you know being done that differently or that proves that, that well, either consoles system. are able to do anything
2: yeah either system well,
1: like the ps5 well,
2: everyone... and the, the the series x there really hasn't been that big groundbreaking like this is yeah. the main reason why you need this system yeah you know but
1: but in and like I was gonna talk about this a little bit. I didn't we didn't really I didn't really follow up with Corey. Um I don't know Corey if you want me to just talk about that that whole chip thing like that that's going on. Yeah, go ahead. Like with the Well yeah, so okay, so like this is partially why we haven't really seen a whole lot is because the so the the R D A two versions of chips that are in the, the PS five and the Series X, and the Series S as well. Like the, these chips that are in them are very similar to what's in the new, the new graphics cards that just came out. And there, there's some uh, AMD-based or the the Direct X12 Ultimate uh, uh, upgrades that are coming. Later or like later this year or, or possibly next year, um, but they're they're going to actually be able to to up the, the performance of those chips by four times, so four hundred percent, and and like allow to do the the um, upscaling and and stuff of like textures and all of that way quicker and with less power and stuff like that and so there's 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 still a lot of stuff that's inside these consoles that hasn't even really been you know un on uh, what would you call unchained? it like, yeah unchained or whatever yet yeah you know so so it's it's abilities right now like what it's doing right now isn't really a whole lot but that's because they, there's still a lot that that needs to be tweaked and everything but um you know like the, the ps5 you know everyone points to the ratchet and clank that going through the portals and stuff like that as you know and then like i would say for series x it, it was the medium of being able to render the you know have the game running twice at the same time yeah on one screen i mean you can't do that without a lot of power to be able to run the game twice um so yeah i mean like other than those yeah we really haven't gotten a whole lot but but i think once you know once unreal engine 5 is kind of like out and people have been able to work on that quite a bit and get used to that mixed with you know these unlocked you know powers that that are still inside the consoles that aren't being used I mean, I I would say probably within the next two or three years, we'll we'll start to see a major jump in in like what what the games are doing. I'm but hoping so.
2: Still a, I'm hoping so because yeah. I mean, people always ask me like, oh, is it is it the right time to get a PS5 and a Series X? It's like not really. Like there hasn't been anything groundbreaking. Like yeah, you'll get like a performance boost, like slight performance boost, but it's not yeah. like night and day. You know, mm-hmm. like playing mm-hmm. Black Flag on a PS3 versus a PS4, that was night and day difference. This yeah. time around, playing Valhalla on uh, Xbox One X versus a Xbox Series X, not that much different. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, no, I mean, best. I. Sorry, Jesse. I, I got a series. I got a Series X because, like, I wanted those nice kind of enhancements to the games I already own. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, unless you're a huge fan of, like, like the Medium or Flight Simulator, like, there's really no reason still. I mean, even, like, with the specs that came out for Halo Infinite, like, there's really no reason to get a Series X or S yet unless you just, like, want to have a new box or you want those improvements to your old games or you don't want to wait around and wait for, like, one or two-minute load times. Like, yeah, those things are all very nice, right? Like, I think the Xbox Series X is the best possible xbox you could own right now obviously Mm -hmm. but like if you have an xbox one x or even an s like you're not really missing anything in terms of games yet um next year you'll start right and oh yeah i mean you know you don't know if you're gonna miss great games or mediocre games or whatnot but like next year you're gonna get games but it just depends if those are the games that you want you know so
1: yeah i think i you know and like i think honestly the main reason to have a new xbox is you know like the future proof essentially like
2: you know i like, imagine like we're going to be in this generation for a while i i imagine yeah. it's going to be longer than average
1: yeah i don't think we see a half step console either for longer than it was on the xbox one i think i think because we're just going to
0: I think we're just gonna keep getting iterative consoles at this point. Yeah. Especially yeah, especially I mean, from Xbox. We'll maybe we'll not play PlayStation, Xbox. maybe not Nintendo, right? although I don't know how Nintendo goes back to making a normal console after the Switch, right? Like I just yeah. I just don't. Yeah. Uh but I think Xbox is the one company that's like, we're just gonna make iterative consoles and everything's just gonna work all the time, you know, and and these are the specs for this version. This is the specs for this version. And, but like, you know, I just, I think this is the point where generations go away with Xbox.
1: Well, yeah. Well, and on, and even like Halo Infinite, I, I think Halo Infinite is going to be a lot more like how destiny is doing stuff Mm -hmm. where you're getting these big expansions to the story and it, and they just keeps on they keep on adding story to it and there never really is a, a numbered game again after it. Like I think I think it ends up essentially being that the the basically the the Master Chief Collection is the you know like the test subject for for having a, a massive. You know one game that's got all these arcs and all these things inside of the one thing mm-hmm. you know like i i think that 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 the master chief collection is is a, a bigger part of our future for halo than we actually realize
0: yeah um, but i think i mean i think the, yeah I, oh go ahead jesse sorry
1: oh i i was pretty much finished i was just gonna say i yeah i just think that that our future is gonna look a lot a lot more different from now from Mm -hmm. here on yeah plus like
0: the way that you know we we talked about this a while ago jesse on the old version of the show but like xbox isn't about the console anymore it's about the games and the experience and you can play wherever you want right like that's the goal for them right steam pc game pass xbox xbox game pass cloud gaming they want you to have the choice, right? And I think they mm-hmm. are thinking in a new they've been thinking in a new way for a while. And I think that I mean, I I think besides like some of the games that they're showing off, I think Sony is kind of showing that they're still stuck in the old way of thinking. And you know, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, right? Where like this is just the business model they've chosen, right? Sony is this mm-hmm. old school model where like, okay, you buy the box and you buy the games for the box and then six to eight years we'll have a new box for you to buy the other games on and you know everything from ps4 up moves with you but like other than that there's no smart delivery there's no you know i mean they've done a decent job of patching older games to run better on playstation 5 but they're not like playstation 5 versions right so mm-hmm. i just think microsoft is thinking in a different way and it's really working out for them
1: hmm yeah you know, and like uh, I've said before, too, like, the it, you know, this is doing a lot for game preservation as well, you know, without, without thinking about it as much. But, you, you know, they really are helping, um, you know, that, but at that point, though, it's just a matter of making sure that that's always updated and they're not deleting or getting rid of games that are, you know, on the servers or whatever to buy or the store which I, I don't think they will, but, I mean, uh, you know, who knows, so. Yeah.
0: All right, we're going to move on to our last story. Uh, Xbox has a new statistics page being tested that can even track your game time. Some games do this already, I've noticed, but other games, <laughs> sometimes I want to go check to see how long I've played in Destiny, and guess what? doesn't tell you. It's very upsetting. You have to go to time wasted in destiny to find out how many hours you've wasted in destiny.
2: I was going to say, this has been like, especially like the times the the time played like Nintendo switch and has done that, um, very openly. Like you mm-hmm. can even check to see your friends. Like I think my brother has like 540 hours on YouTube for crying out loud. Like, bro, <clears throat> you can play video games on your switch. You know that, right? <laughs>
0: there are other things to watch YouTube on, uh, So, okay. So this is from Game Informer. Ever want to know how long you've been jamming on a game? Xbox users are one step closer to readily available information as part of the console user interface. This feature is still in testing, but certain Xbox insiders can use the feature with a new update, which is still in the testing phase. Uh, I mean,
2: I... I, I I kind of like this because uh, a a lot of times like I you know I want to know like statistically like obviously how long I've played games Um, or like I always like that feature that games have where it's like okay this is how long you've played this game before it's like you know have I wasted a lot of time you know I'll always check to see like the websites of just like or what uh, game length or something like that whatever where it's like oh the average person will beat this game in eight hours so it's like okay I'll compare that with my time and stuff but um, I imagine a lot of people will get into issues of, like, sharing this data with others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if you're playing, like, a game like Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball on your Xbox, um, you may not want to have that information shared with your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hmm Or maybe you seems... do. You know what? I don't care. I have Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball 3 for my Xbox. I paid $70 for that thing because I had to import that shit here.
0: You know what? I'm proud of (laughs) it. I don't don't care. I want to know how long Soy has been playing um, Butt Bouncing Bounce Off or whatever. Is that a real game, Butt Bouncing Bounce Off? In Dead or Alive 3, Extreme 3? Oh One yeah, where they're standing on the thing, and then they like butt bounce each other off. It's butt like, bounce
2: each other off, yeah, yeah, kind, yeah.
0: It's kind of like bumper balls on on Mario Party, but you know, you
2: know. I, I I I just learned something. I didn't know you were a man of culture, sir. I am. So, okay. very cultured. <laughs> very cultured. That's what they say. I learned something today. It would be interesting yeah, to it's... see those statistics. You know. Yeah,
1: we we and we kind of got something similar to this. Remember when they had the thing where. Where you could, uh, at that was it the end of the year or whatever? You could see what games you played the most, and oh yeah, told, where they send you that email? You home. Yep. Yeah. 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 So part of me wonders if that that was some kind of beta form of this, like what they're testing, like you know, like because essentially they had to have something like this in your, you know, on your Xbox or something, reading,
2: you know, what you're doing to to have that information to make that list thing anyway so yeah it's kind of like what spotify does where at the end of the year they give you like oh here are all the genres that you've played and you've discovered yeah. like 20 new artists and you've played this artist the most or whatever it'd be interesting to see like i'd be curious to see this is a button that you've used most in all your games you know or <laughs> um you know play you, you've had like so many hours playing online versus offline like it'd be kind of interesting to see that yeah
1: yeah yeah that would yeah Maybe
0: I can just share everybody how long I've played Destiny with my friends.
2: <laughs> you can just tell us. Mm. Do you want
0: judge. me to tell you the time wasted in Destiny?
1: Let's figure it how out. Long? I'll you, okay. how I was going to say, do you think you've, sir, you've passed your Destiny 1 time played? No. By now? No, just because
2: really? I don't, I don't no? have
1: the amount of time. I don't have
0: that kind of time to play anymore. Uh, oh, okay. But
1: let's see here we go but how how long would you say though destiny one was oh until two started how, how long that's was... what i'm wondering wait what because i'm like i'm just wondering if like y- you may not have did it all in uh you know compact you know time period but you may have played more just over an extended period because i because w- hey, uh destiny two has been out longer than destiny one was wasn't it isn't oh, yeah. it i know uh, yeah about about yeah
0: i don't know oh that's why okay well shoot hold on why is this not my name it's in destiny work. that's my name right <laughs> that's not my name oh my gosh
2: that's not my name
0: uh, I hate that. Oh, oh there I am. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I had to wait for it to load my name instead of just hitting enter. <laughs> oh, oh God. Mm. Okay, so Destiny One on Xbox. I played 167 hours and 38 minutes. Wow. Destiny One on PlayStation. <laughs> God. I don't know if I want to reveal this number on air. Do Do I want to reveal it? Okay. We're all
2: we're all waiting.
0: We're all waiting. 1481 hours and 39 minutes Ooh. on PlayStation 4. Jeez. Lord. Uh <laughs>
2: Good for you, man. Good for you. Destiny 2. You, know what? you enjoyed it. You I imagine you enjoyed every minute.
0: Mm, that's mm, that's questionable. <laughs>
2: It's, in the beginning definitely
1: not Yeah, mm. <laughs>
0: when that first came out no it's more like uh, the people your your raid team you have that one guy that's like oh. super serious about everything and it doesn't get fun yeah uh, Destiny 2 on Playstation I've played 179 hours and 57 minutes and then on Xbox I've played 316 hours and 56 minutes so hmm Yeah, I played a lot of Destiny. (laughs) It's all right. Yeah, I don't.
1: It's all right. (sighs) I'm just trying to think if there's a game that I've played that would... Well, like, I mean, if I added up all the hours that I've spent on playing Call of Duty games in the past, it would probably be a lot because the cuz th- that time when you were playing destiny and you didn't really have any you know anything that you had to worry about as much and you know didn't have to you know yeah yeah i would have i would have spent a lot of time playing call call of duty games in mm-hmm. the past i used to just do that for like 10 hours at a time yeah every that's... day
0: i mean we're just we're at different points in our lives guys Just can't sit and play the games all the time. I feel
2: you, man. I feel you. It'd be cool, though.
0: Speaking of games all the time, Stoy, it's time for the segment Pass It On. Game Pass announcements and what's coming to Game Pass this week. Stoy, what's coming to Game Pass?
2: I only know of one so far, and it's Phoenix Point. Mm. Behemoth Edition. That's coming out. That actually came out already. Mm. Came out on Friday. Uh, but this one is kind of like an XCOM-style sci-fi game. I think I talked about this last week. But as far as I know, Microsoft likes to kind of shadow-drop games where they're just like, bam, here you go. It's true. Here's the next. Here's the Game Pass. This yeah. the next big one that we're expecting is Back for Blood, which comes out next week.
0: Mm, I already have so it. Next pre-installed or whatever they call it, pre-loaded. Yeah, that's
2: actually that's actually a really good feature. If you go on the Game Pass page on your UI. You can actually pre install a lot of games mm-hmm. right now. The, the games that are like months in advance, like out. So um, it'll kind of save the download time of like when you're ready to play it the day it comes out. You can also Maybe do it, it from it the little bit.
0: Game Pass app where it says coming yeah. soon. You click on it, back for blood. Mm-hmm. Pre install yeah. to, you click it, and it says which console? Do I want it on Corey's Xbox Series X, Series S? or
2: 1x Man technology sure is neat, isn't it? It's neato. <laughs> it's pretty neat. But <laughs> um we did get a confirmation that uh, you know the good life, I don't know if you heard about this game uh by Swerry. I've heard of it, but so, I don't a, a, apparently it's like a small town like game where you know you're in the small town, you're a normal human walking around and apparently at night everybody turns into a cat. Mm. and this was this game was crowdfund was announced in 2017 it was crowdfunded and uh, it, it it failed at first but it came back and then uh, I think was successful the second time around um, and in I think Microsoft kind of had a, a little bit of support because Swery, the, the this developer is very well known for deadly premonition mm. so um, this game is slated to come out October fifteenth, and it's obviously coming to Game Pass. So, if you like weird shit, this would be probably a game for you. Neat. There's yeah. there's another
1: game too. I I just I seen something about that was supposed to be coming. Uh, Drift Breaker. It's like a, Rift a, Breaker, a, a Yeah, yeah Rift Breaker with like a yeah, it's like some kind of uh, like a building type. I don't know what, what what kind you'd call I forget what those yeah are I called, think that like the yeah that, that
2: one's coming go. out that one's coming out the week after that we'll talk about that later Jesse okay. yeah Jesse. Not gonna have anything not gonna have anything to talk about <laughs> next week because I'd be like well Jesse already blew the lid on this whole game so <laughs> golly so but yeah definitely the big one uh like I said the only other one really that obviously came out uh a couple days ago. Besides Scarlet Nexus, AI, the Somnium Files, which got announced too as well. That was made by the developers of uh, the Zero Escape games.
1: Hmm. So hmm.
2: visual novel based game. And uh, Mighty Goose, obviously, which Jesse talked about a lot. Mighty Goose. Yeah. Mighty Goose. Hmm. Downloaded. One. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, so that's what's
0: on Game Pass. It's a lot of, lot of good things on Game Pass. Game Pass is still... Mm-hmm. Every time I open that Game Pass page, it's overwhelming how many games
1: are there. Yeah, and it seems like there's always something new that just randomly dropped
2: on I mean, like... Well, well, yeah, like that's what I noticed day. the last few months. Like, the last few months, all of a sudden, you know, you just log on there every day, and you see, like, maybe they just announced something. Maybe they just dropped something mm-hmm. and be like, bam, here you go. Like, it's so hard to keep up sometimes. I mean, sometimes. It's, listen it's to, to these games that were
0: <clears throat> recently added, right? Like, I'm just on the recently added page, right? Phoenix Point... Okay, right. We just talked about Marvel's Avengers. I mean, say what you that will about was that the game. One I
2: forgot. I knew I forgot one. Say
0: yeah. what you will about that Marvel's game. Avengers. That, that game is that. It's an Avengers. It's the Avengers, right? Like it's a big. Yeah. It's a big get. Unsighted, which I think is cool. Astria Ascending, it's a cool indie game. Scarlet Nexus, pretty big game from Bandai Namco. Sable, Subnautica Below Zero, Lost Words, Dandy Ace, which is like a I've heard it's kind of like a, a weird card-based Hades game which some people seem to like uh Mighty Goose uh I am Fish Skatebird Flynn which I think Jesse you talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh That's still sitting yeah. on
2: my queue I, I have it I downloaded it and I still haven't played it yet.
0: The Artful Escape. So like just Huge, huge, huge lineup of games. And then, like, you go to the coming soon section, if I can find it on here, maybe. Uh, I I clicked that back for Blood, game. Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, Rift Breaker, Stalker 2. Like, these are all games that are coming soon that you can just pre install right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right now. So, Game Pass. Crazy, crazy big deal. So,
1: yeah.
2: You know what else I is a big deal? To, you know, th- th- this is the messed up thing. I am going to be physically buying Forza Horizon Five. You, I mean, you should if you want to because it. yeah. If if I want to play it after four years, and that's kind of the. It's like it's cool. Like okay, you could download it for free, but I'm gonna buy it because like God forbid something happens or something, and like because I had to do this. With, I had to do this once before. I had to get a whole new profile. When I got my Xbox One X or something like that. So I lost a lot of games I downloaded previously because of this. So if that ever happened to me again, Forza Horizon 5 would be gone for me, which would suck. So that's why I'm buying a physical copy of this, like, right off the bat. And yes, I buy physical copies. Physical. Physical.
0: Physical. Let's get physical. 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 Speaking of big deals, guys, our topic of the show, Stoy brought it up in our chat. said, hey, we should talk about this. I said, yes, we should. How has Xbox been the best so far at being more inclusive to disabled gamers and what it's doing to improve on being the leader on that front? Uh, Stoy, do you want to take the lead on this one since you yeah.
2: brought, it, brought it up? Cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was very interesting that they, they came out with that big assess, accessibility controller. Um, it's, I mean, I mean, it looks like a hot plate, like two hot plates together and a bunch of buttons on the side and the, the, the controller itself, like you look at it and you're like, that's not a controller. But when you look at some of the, you know, kind of like physical deformities, a lot of disabled people have, it's almost perfect because you get these two big discs that serve as kind of, uh, joysticks, so to speak, and they're touch sensitive. So it's like you move around and stuff like that and, you know, you can map the sensitivities and all these other things. Like Xbox has really been on the forefront of um, kind of paving the way for being inclusive for develop- for disabled people. Um, even like button mapping, for example. Like um, you can do that in, in in the Xbox user interface. You go to the control settings and you can button map to say like, I don't like using the a button for things so like i want a to be x or i want my I, I don't want to use my right triggers so but i want my triggers to be here or something like that so you can automatically map them to be whatever they want so whatever game you want to play as so like some people like racing games where they hit one of the face buttons as opposed to a trigger button so you could automatically map it to where gas is always a and brake is always x so to speak so you can map that directly, so that's that's kind of one of the things that Xbox has done recently, but um, or in the past. But recently, they came out with this uh, accessibility showcase um, where they had this woman come out who uh, she was actually—I didn't realize she was deaf. She actually had people like on stage uh, sign language with sign language with her because she was talking like you know whatever, like this is what's going on, whatever. But like anytime she interviewed someone, someone was doing sign language with them as they talk. And it was kind of interesting. I I didn't realize this. This was a thing. But um, when she would introduce people, she would say, hey, tell us what you look like. And I'm watching this. I'm like, what? But, you know, the blind community is definitely a community that plays games. So a lot of people are like, oh, how do I put a how do I put a kind of like a physical description of this person? So like people are like, hey, my name is so and so. I'm, I'm blonde. I'm a white girl, white female. I, you know, um, I'm wearing a red blazer and a uh, blue jeans. You know, so it's like, all right, that's that's a new experience for me. Hmm. I don't know if you guys watched the showcase, but that was it was very prominent.
0: I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like you said that the they've been ahead on this accessibility thing probably since they really invested in that controller and all the different attachments you can use for that controller. You can use a weed nunchuck for God's sakes on that thing. Uh, yeah. It's it, and every time I see one of those commercials, it's like, it's really, <laughs> I like have to force back, like being emotional. Cause it's like those, they're like, these are real kids that like just want to play games, you know, like they just, they just want to mm-hmm. play games like everybody mm-hmm. else you know and and just because they Mm -hmm. have to do it a little bit differently than everybody else doesn't mean like they can't enjoy these games and like it's just been really cool to watch and see and uh, i know they're they they want to do more with this they want to make accessibility more prominent in what they do at xbox and and uh, man it's just yeah like it's really go ahead
2: no, it, no it, it is really cool. And I it, it mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard to get emotional because us as like able-bodied people, mm-hmm. we don't think about these things. No. Like we just sit down and we play games and the controller works the way it works and our fingers, you know, our, our hands work the way they work. Like that's how it is. But it's hard to kind of imagine that there's people out there that, I mean, you know, I sometimes think to myself like, man, if I lost one of my hands... Like mm-hmm. a freak accident or something like that or whatever or some something where it happened like man that would that would crush me like i couldn't play games normally so like it would there be a future for me to play games if i were to have lost my hand or lost a few fingers or whatever like it's just it's crazy to think about so one of the things that they talked about was co-pilot mode and in the showcase they talked about this woman who had i think cerebral palsy so she had limited use of her hands and um, she wanted that she really wanted to play a game like Minecraft. So it was like literally two people were playing as one character. Say, for example, one person controls movement while the other one controls looking around. And it's, it's kind of reminiscent of people that would play keyboard and mouse games where like, you know, you know, you'd have fun with it by someone would be using the keyboard and the other person would be using the mouse, so to speak so that's what that kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of but it's such a cool feature to be like you know playing with your brother or playing with your sister or playing with a friend of just like hey i'm gonna do this you do that and it's like that person still getting the gameplay experience that they deserve with a little bit of help from a friend or a family member i mean that was such an impressive feature that i was like man that's such a cool idea i can't believe i never i never thought would be valuable yeah it's yeah it's
1: it's impressive like i um i believe it he streams on facebook but i've i've watched nomad and and a couple of you know like streamers who are disabled who literally they do they'll play like war war or whatever you know like call of duty and stuff and they're literally controlling everything using like their mouth and like like you know like you know they have some functionalities and other parts of their body that they'll they'll map buttons to certain uh you know rigs that they can do stuff with you know whatever they can but the majority of the controlling is done with their mouth and and it's impressive to watch and just the fact that like you just seeing how well, they, they like they're up there competing with people who are playing with their, you know, their hands and stuff, to, you know, and and just it's impressive. It, it really is just crazy how how people, you know, like if, if you're passionate enough about something, you know, and you'll find a way. and And it's just awesome, like seeing seeing people do, you know, do figuring stuff out and just doing it however they can. You know, and and having to have that passion,
2: yeah, and stuff like, like that. Th- there's a lot of companies out there that are working diligently. I mean, it's like controller companies that are working out there diligently to try to make more inclusive controllers for people with varying disabilities. So it's mm-hmm. it's good that this is a passion for a lot of people. um And you know, admittedly, it's not something I think about regularly. Like it's like, you know, I yeah. just I, I sit down and just pick up the standard controller and. You know, I don't think about these kind of things. So, Mm -hmm. but, you know, one of the other things, I mean, you know, disability comes in varying forms. And um, they have, like, so many different accessibility options in the Microsoft user interface. Like, say, for example, even just, like, changing the light of your controller. Like, if you're playing at night and you don't want that big bright light on your controller, you can elect to turn it off or dim it. Uh, It's the same with the Microsoft like Series X, like the light that, or the One X even too, uh, the light that pops up with the Microsoft logo, you can actually disable that or dim that as well. Um, You can dim the lighting and the display. So like you could have it be kind of sepia tone or grayed out or whatever. Um, There's so many different setting options that they they talked about in this community showcase that it's like, man, I I didn't realize that. Like there there were so Mm -hmm. many things you just pop into settings, Pop into the settings uh, menus, and just kind of go through all the different uh, options. Yeah, it's well, just you know, like thinking
1: back to like earlier when games, like you had three options in the menu. It was like audio, uh, you know, like save in some games or whatever, or or exit, and like you, you know, like and and now it's like colorblind mode. And there's Mm -hmm. this and there's that and you can change you know this and you can change the the just the sound level of just the talking or just the music or just the you know like like yeah it's I mean it's it's awesome because yeah like especially if you're you know if you're hard of hearing you can turn everything else down and just focus on the you know the the dialogue and stuff like that and you know and things yeah it's it's crazy and if i if i remember correctly doesn't that um the accessibility controller didn't they say that that would work with uh ps4 and stuff too i think they said if i think, they said the other consoles if they like they would be more
0: than willing to allow them to use it if they like had a patch or whatever yeah. but it doesn't seem like I mean, I know Nintendo definitely doesn't want to do it because they just don't want other people making stuff for them, I guess, but, uh, <laughs> not surprising, but it doesn't seem like PlayStation's allowing it either. So, okay. okay. I know, well, I, mean, I know you can use it on PC and, and stuff though. Yeah.
2: So, right. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I know it's not a, I know it's not a big population of people, so maybe, you know, those Nintendo and Sony don't want to develop the resources for that. Um, But obviously it's a big, it's a big thing with Microsoft. We talked about that with um, hiring developers for various positions within the system, but hiring, you know, maybe people that have like severe social anxiety issues or severe, like, you know, like obviously can't speak in public or whatever. So they develop Minecraft to be used as a kind of like a job recruiting tool, so to speak. So it's like, it's a place to showcase your job skills Versus uh, trying to showcase your interviewing skills. You know, which is kind of, you know, like, okay, job skills in terms of um, problem solving, in terms of teamwork, in terms of leadership roles, um, you know, community helping and, you know, teamwork abilities. So, that's where they're using video games for job interviews. That's pretty amazing. That Microsoft is kind of paving the way for this.
0: Yeah, definitely. a's is a, is a really cool way to... to it's a cool way to show off people's skills other because like I know all of us have been in job interviews right where you're sitting there and you're like man I know I can just do this thing if I can just show you or you know be a part of like some sort of routine and, and show you like this is what I can do this is what I can do because it's so hard to like explain to somebody how you do it right it, it's at least for me it's like easier to just just throw me in and I can I can do it and I can show you that I can do it right and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think that that Minecraft thing is such a cool they, they get it you know like they like you said so some people just have trouble speaking like explaining their skill set or something so
2: yeah mm-hmm. and yeah when you think about it it's like you're ans- you know in most job interviews you're answering basic standard questions. Name a time where you had to deal with a difficult coworker. Name a time where you really had to, you know, bump up your ego. Or, I don't know whatever it's stupid stuff. But uh, <laughs> one of the big, one of the big uh, games that are really working on in- inclusivity for people with varied disabilities is actually Halo Infinite. Like going, looking at all the different options that Halo Infinite has in terms of. You know changing the subtitles changing the color changing the menu um even just having a uh linear like like a navigation feature where like you got a narrator that actually tells you as you're cycling through what it is you're you know, kind of going over um and even like a movement assisted steering feature so like we all know driving the warthog can be kind of a pain in the ass so you know, it maybe if you're not very articulate with your thumbs or fingers, like it actually has like a movement assistance steering mode where it's like we're gonna help you along through it. But admittedly, I may just use that, <laughs> like, and I'm ab- and I'm able to, not have to. We're getting old though,
0: so we we need those access- accessibility things too. Sometimes
2: these fingers don't work like they used to. No. This, this, this brought me up to, I've always had a very, very hard time with multiplayer games that utilize red. I don't see reds very well. Um, and reds and greens. It's like, uh, I think it's proto- Protonopia or something like that, whatever. Um, but it, But it's like a color deficiency where like, if I'm playing a game and I see enemies highlighted in red, it's almost like I don't see them at all. So I've always struggled with trying to be competitive because it's like, I'm getting shot and I don't know where these enemies are coming from. Um, thankfully, a lot of games lately over the past few years have had a, ma- have made it where um, you know you could change the color, you yeah. know, like within the game settings. and Halos Halo's making it set to where like you could change it to whatever color you want. you want your enemies to highlight green? you want your enemies to highlight yellow? You want your enemies to highlight blue even like do whatever you want.
0: It's smart. I remember yeah. I think Gears 5 had that also at some point. Uh, or they didn't have it at launch, but I think they patched it in, because uh, a lot of these games are patching in colorblind modes too. I know destiny has this big, huge, uh, colorblind list of like, please check and please, here's the colors that maybe you can't see very well. And they alter the game's color palette based on what colors you can't see, which yeah. is cool. Uh, and I know gears had that, uh, at some point after launch too. So I think that's really cool. That they're they're doing that, especially because like in Halo Infinite, it's not it's not red it's not red versus blue anymore, right? You get to customize your Spartan and see your Spartan, but like your your teammates are highlighted in blue and the enemy's highlighted in red. Well, if you can change mm-hmm. that to, to be a better kind of fit for what you can see and what you can't, I think that would, that goes a long way.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely does for sure. Um, most notably. Um, a lot of times in racing games, I use, um, the, uh, kind of like the, you know, there's like the racing line and I use it only for corners. So like when I'm, when I need to break, you know, the racing line pops up to tell me like, Hey, break at this point of the turn, uh, when it flashes red, that's when it te- it's telling me to break. A lot of times I don't see that break too late or I too early. So F1 2021 actually gave you the ability to change the color to where it was like okay when you're ready to break you could change it to purple and that improved my ability to kind of break at the right time like dramatically um even just like playing multiplayer games where you could change the color of the enemies changing it from red to yellow improved my ability to detect enemies much better so and it's i mean it really is a game changer when you think about it
1: yeah 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 definitely yeah.
2: Um, so some of the other stuff that they talked about is actually, um, so, like, say, for example, like, you're, you're looking for a game, but, like, you obviously know some games, you know, like, if you're uh, not able-bodied or disabled, um, you know, you want to play a game that is kind of geared toward, like, your control scheme or what you can do. You can actually search through a different criteria to say, like, hey, um, uh, accessibility options, like, what games have... A lot of accessibility options. So you can actually search through the media library or the Microsoft store to see like these games may be better suited for someone of your abilities or of your abilities. That's cool. Yeah. That's That's, that's actually, that's awesome. Yeah, because a lot of times it's like you don't know. You don't know what kind of accessibility options are out there. You don't know that, you know, Grounded for example, is one of those games that has this arachnophobia mode.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> because a lot of people are deathly afraid of spiders so you could literally change the arachnophobia mode down to zero to where all the spiders are practically invisible you know in the game yeah. so it doesn't trigger those emotions or like the bigger yeah. ones the bigger ones they just turn into
0: like these white balls with some eye eyeballs right like they're just like they look like, yeah. like snowmen almost <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> which is funny Yeah,
2: yeah it is uh, but yeah I mean like, I mean like I said there's so many the, the, there's so many other different features and so many other different settings that you know you could change that is like it's so groundbreaking that I, I really don't see any other system manufacturer doing anything to this effect
0: Mm-mm. no I mean I've seen specific games do it like I know the last of us part two a has like a, a huge list for accessibility but it's not like a it's not a system based thing it's a it's a game-based thing. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really cool that, I mean, it's just another step that Microsoft is taking in the direction of like making it easier for any type of consumer to come in and say, look, we offer this. It's, it's when you buy the box, it just comes with the box, right? Like it's just another nice feature that Xbox Mm -hmm. offers, right? Along Mm -hmm. with smart delivery, along with game pass. Although I know you have to pay for game pass, but like, I don't, it just feels like they're making so many consumer friendly moves this is such a good move
1: yeah well and like you know and this kind of like made just just now made me think about something and you know and maybe that's why in in some ways like you know Xbox I'm sure would like to have those experiences like like the you know like what the ps5 controller has and all that. But if you're, if you, you know, if you're not able to even use that controller, you know, what you know, does that matter if that, that is now baked into a game or something? I mean, I'm sure there you can make some peripherals that would, that would still allow people to, that, you know, disabled to still have those experiences. But like, yeah, like the, it just seems like Microsoft is kind of like you know we want to keep the controller and just make it, you know, make, make it so everyone can experience it no matter what you know like what kind of situation you're
2: in. And well, yeah, play and, that, and and that's the and that's the kind of uphill climb that a lot of these disabled communities need to kind of go through is that, <clears throat> you know, the norm is just the standard controller what we're used to. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of companies out there. There's actually uh, ablegamers.org is actually a charity that works directly with game developers and with controller manufacturers to help them kind of, you know, hey, these are ways you can kind of change your game settings to include colorblind gamers or to include deaf gamers Uh, or like these are controller control features that you could use to develop good controllers for people that have like, you know, limb deformities or stuff like that, whatever. Or even just inclusive, like uh, like in um when you create your character, you create your Spartan in, uh, in uh, Halo Infinite, like you can actually have it to be like where you can have a uh, prosthetic arm or prosthetic mm-hmm. leg that yeah. can work with the Warfighters Initiative.
0: Yeah, and like you can do it from like the wrist up, from the elbow up, mm-hmm. and like you can do different types of of... Uh, you know robotic kind of attachments it's cool it's really cool
2: yeah and I meant warfighter engaged not warfighter initiative but i was i was kind of close <laughs> but yeah just to even like make those like you know because obviously a lot of uh, army veterans play halo that was mm-hmm. it's been a staple for like 20 last 20 years so to kind of feel like inclusive like hey I'm kind of playing as a character that it, I, I identify with because he has that same you know, disability that I have, I, I, I think kind of goes a long way.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. sure does. So, yeah, okay. my, Microsoft's making all the right moves. I think, I think that they're doing a lot of great things, uh, with this. And I hope that, uh, I hope that the other two major players in this space really take a look at what they're doing because, uh, Microsoft in this, at least in this area are making them look bad. Like, you know, cause mm-hmm. like, nintendo has like has a very big reputation of like we made this game and this is how you're going to play it it doesn't matter you know this is how we want you to play the game and uh yeah you know i mean sony is a little bit better than nintendo harking
2: it back to the wii and the wii u where basically they said right this is the only way you can play the game and that's it
0: right and, uh, I mean, Sony's, like I said earlier, Sony's a little bit better, but it's usually a game-by-game game basis and not a system-level thing. And they obviously don't offer a controller, right, the, the way that Microsoft yeah. does with, you know, universal attachments or whatever. So, um,
2: Well, and and that's where you got to, like, I mean, for people that are kind of curious about that, you have to go hunting because a lot of these companies, there's, like, controller companies out there. I think Evil Gaming, Evil Controller or something like that actually makes custom arcade sticks or custom controllers suited for you yeah. so i mean grant it's going to cost a lot of it's going to cost some money but you know you're going to be able to enjoy video games the way uh, custom tailored to you right
1: yeah, but, and, yeah. and sadly I, I mean there is there is a little thing you can get that allows you to use like any controller on any console but then sadly you run the you run the possibility of uh your you know like being locked out of your you know losing your account just because it thinks that you're trying to do something
2: yeah you like you trying to you're not, something like that yeah yeah,
1: yeah. but i because i because there are ways to use that that uh the accessible controller with your ps4 or ps5 or whatever but yeah it's not legal in
2: a sense you know which yeah. yeah, it's it's just and and, and that's where I think working with a reputable game company like a, yeah. like a controller company I think will help because I I imagine they know how to circumvent that or they know how to kind of do it correctly as opposed to just like you know plugging in a modded controller or then yeah getting kicked out of Warzone because they think you're cheating
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah so,
0: yeah well but yeah kudos on Microsoft keep I I hope they keep it going I hope they find new ways to get more people to play games and uh you know glad
1: to see this but yeah this, def-
2: definitely like, glad to see it yeah
1: yeah i remember when they kind of first you know like announced that that controller like it was it was just such a cool thing to see because yeah like i mean there you know sadly there's a majority of the people like just you know it, it's just whatever they don't it, it's not really in their mind but it is really cool to to get to see more of this stuff you know like happening out in the open and and you know getting that getting that experience and you know so many people who maybe just never thought they would ever be able to play games and you know like seeing something like this like finally gave them a chance to look into being able to to do you know actually play games someday i mean there's yeah. you know you don't
2: jesse you and i talked about that game veil mm-hmm. that came out a while ago that was specifically tailored for blind gamers where yeah the game is it's a fully narrated game and you're using the controller in a normal fashion but the you know like you're attacking enemies using the controller with echo location so like you yeah. can hear attacks coming from the front of you or from the right of you you know, when you have a good pair of headphones on, and then you can respond appropriately with the controller. I I didn't need that because I don't need a game like that, but it was such a cool way to play a game in a different way. And then imagining yourself as like, man, what would it be like if I was really blind? Like this is how I would have to play games. Like it's kind of almost a bit.
1: Yeah. And, and like that, that brings up like, you know, the Adobe Atmos and, and a lot of these, things that are out there for to turn your everyday you know headset into a 3d you know spatial audio um device and not having to go out and buy a for you know 7.1 surround sound to experience that and like you know and and yeah that's ultimately making it as that improves it gives people who can't hear the ability to be able to have a little bit more spatial awareness in uh you know when they can't see that visually you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah well
0: that's been a show guys i feel like we've been a show I feel like we did a yeah. did a did a good job this week of delivering you the news and the games and the accessibility things great mm-hmm. job great job gentlemen fantastic job
2: oh you as well Corey. You know what? Yeah. I, I, pat yourself on the back.
0: I, you know, I can't. My <laughs> shoulders hurt. I can't.
2: <laughs> I can't reach. Virtual pat on the back. Virtual pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Story. I appreciate you. And I appreciate I'll, all you listeners.
0: And... Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate all you listeners of Arsenal X. You can find the show on Tuesday mornings on your podcast service of choice and on YouTube. You can watch us live on Sunday nights on twitch.tv slash boss rush network. You can follow us on twitter at boss horse network if you have a question you can join the discord or email us at arsenal x at gmail.com we want your questions we need your questions because we want you to be involved speaking of involved mm-hmm. stoy i appreciate your time where can we find you
2: it's always a pleasure joining you guys um i am on another podcast obviously the exp cast you can follow me on facebook twitter and instagram at exp cast and uh we record episodes uh, weekly as well, so. Nice, nice. Jesse, I appreciate
0: your
1: time as well. Where can we find you? Thank you. And uh, you can find me almost everywhere. Is It's PhantomNXS. Nice.
0: Sick.
2: Sick.
1: I'm going to have a shirt.
0: and so, a oh, Impact, impact font with a big exclamation point. Sick. I'll wear that we got,
2: shit every day. I wear it every day. If you give me that shirt, <laughs> I just I just wanted to say also
1: congratulations, Stephanie, to your Series X. Hopefully, she'll be on the the yeah. show. we
0: no I kidding. Was, yeah,
1: I was gonna ask her to come on tonight, but it
0: was really short notice. So maybe we'll get her on next week. Uh, yeah, she's really. Yeah,
2: good her, Pat, her Pat helped time. her with that. Yeah, Pat, yeah. I think stumbled upon it, and it was available to him, and he bought it, and then he was like. Okay, I know of a couple of people that want to get it, so he chose Stephanie. Yeah. So, Staples. Yeah.
1: Staples. This week, Staples, like they uh last
2: night they
1: posted that sta- the Staples stores are supposed to be getting uh shipments in sometime soon and it's going to be in stores. Oh only. wow. So that's, so
2: that's not the place I would go first, but yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
0: But wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, we'll try to get her on next week. She's been a big boost to the Boss Rush podcast, too. So uh, I want to mm-hmm. sure You can find me at I am Corey in HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast. You can find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. And you can find me on other things here on the Boss Rush Network. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening this here episode. And until next time, we love you. Goodbye. I
2: appreciate you. Bye. Appreciate
0: you. Appreciation.